It's Dynamite Drop-In. Comedians talking AEW. Let's introduce your hosts. He's a stand-up comedian with one of the most downloaded dry bar comedy specials ever. The Murder Hawk Monster! Lee Harden. He's a stand-up comedian whose Amazon Prime special debuted at number one and a former new Midwest wrestling heavyweight champion at Michinoku Pro Recruit. Jeremy Nunes. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Dynamite Drop-In. We are stand-up comedians and we talk dynamite after dynamite happens. And guys, just a heads up, we're stand-up comedians. Like I said, we're not smart fans, we're just fans. Jeremy Nunes, how's it going? What's up, Lee Harden? Uh, dude, things are great. Uh, just made my way back to the theater show in Wisconsin over the weekend. And so if people are like, man, you guys are way late on uh, updating Dynamite. Well, as you mentioned, we're working comedians. So it's kind of tough to uh, record right after Dynamite when it's on a Saturday night when we're doing our shows. And uh, I'm sure you're doing fine as well. Uh, just made a national TV appearance. for So hat tip to you, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, man. Huckabee was fun. And, and uh, on a limb and assume most AEW fans probably don't watch a lot of uh, TBN. <laughs> but if you do, it's on there. And you can always... Look for Lee Harden on YouTube, Huckabee. So it is on YouTube now. If you want to see my first TV view, it was really fun. And hey, AW, maybe quit switching your days around, quit messing us all up because we're, we're used to getting this right off the bat, man. Um, but anyway, guess what? CM Punk shows up. He gets a grand entrance to be an announcer. I'm good with it. I'm sure the crowd's not tired of it yet. Um, they're still cheering. They're still popping. So CM Punk, he's going to ride it till he, 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 I felt like he knows himself well enough. He knows if it's going to get stale, he'll, he'll cut it off before it's too late. But I like the match though. Black versus Martin. It was good. But my favorite part was the ending. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel too staged. You can see the footwork where they, it was set up well, the selling, all to all to lead to Black's uh, finish for the pin. So well done. I liked the ending. Uh, you know, I thought this match was fantastic as well. You know, Malachi Black has really impressed me. Uh, when he's in WWE, uh, you could tell something was there. He just never got the chance to shine. Uh, well, in in NXT, he did, he was awesome in NXT. Oh, he sure. was yeah, he was killer. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad we're seeing the version we should have seen on WWE. So good job, Black. I'm like I'm liking what we're getting to develop. It's pretty cool. Sure. And uh, old uh, Dante Martin, as I've said many times, I feel like is uh, a star in the making. Uh, super athletic. He's good at what he does. Um, and as I always say, he's just going to take a little time to kind of learn uh, the fine the finer points. Uh, but I wanted to a little tip of the cap to him. He he did a great job selling the leg, uh, his leg, you know, the story was black was going to take his legs out. And every time he'd, he'd try to run or jump on the ropes or whatnot, he always remembered to sell the leg and he was having trouble running or getting a little wobbly, or whatever. I mean, uh, he, he really made me feel like he was missing a foot or something. I was like, is that Carrie Von Eric out there? 
Right. <laughs> Very good. Love <laughs> love that reference. I need more Von Erics, man. We need some Von Erics in AEW, man. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. Great ending, great selling, storytelling. And then all interruption wrestling happens. So we're back at square one, basically. And uh, <laughs> this is going to happen a lot more tonight. I'll get into that. But they basically just did everything they were going to do later that night. But backstage, am I wrong? Like, they just two seconds into talking, and then they all show up. And now I'm losing a little respect for uh, for Adam Cole because he's partaking in this jackassery that that we're seeing <laughs> uh, no need to spend more time on that unless you got some comments that i i don't i, I got nothing except it was jackassery so. <laughs> uh i i can't beat that uh so as you say it's a great podcast i will decline to speak on that one solid solid god that's sometimes that's the best best segments are the ones that are left uh left unspoken about so Inter- inner circle and then hey guess what all interruption wrestling happens again and i wanted this segment to be awesome you got a lot of awesome guys on the mic and it just wouldn't end and it's uh on the outside looking in which is what the podcast is it talks about a show that we're not hired by aw outside looking in this seemed like a too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing uh yeah there was uh <laughs> i i I mean, I, I get what you're saying there, but they're also trying to build that six man tag. So I didn't have a lot of trouble with it. No, uh, I think it's a t- it's ten ten man tag. It's oh, like Teddy what? Long on, on Teddy Long on steroids, man. It's <laughs> I was like, ten man tags are so stupid anyway. Like, how are you gonna get everybody in on that? How's everybody gonna get to look good on a ten man tag? Like, how? Why? Why do that? Well, it's probably to hide the lack of wrestling skills of a lot of those MMA guys is probably why. Um, the best way to hide the lack of wrestling skills, maybe not put them all in a match. Maybe not put all five guys <laughs> that don't wrestle in a match. Maybe that's what they did with WrestleMania 11. Put the football players on the outside of the ring. Have the one guy that's never wrestled before in the ring. They made it work. Lawrence Taylor's a crazy good athlete. It can be done, but they did it right. If they didn't, 10 of his buddies who played NFL in the match. Like, we, we haven't seen any of these guys wrestle. Like, yeah, uh, I understand your point there. Um, so, another note on this I loved Jericho and uh, was it Dan Lambert? I believe is his name. Uh, Trey Dan Lambert. Jav- yeah. Yeah. It Trey- was good heat. So, Dan, I, I liked the, the booze that felt loud. It felt, it did remind me of. The Attitude Era, a little bit. They were hot. That was yeah. that was cool to hear. I will admit. So, yeah, I thought that was all fantastic. All the all the hate, all the disagreements, uh, reminded me of one of my family reunions. <laughs> good reference. Good reference. I like that. Uh, so, high school family reunions. You you you, had, you sounded like you had a lot going on back then. Don't forget the honeymoon. <laughs> and the honeymoon. And the honeymoon. <laughs> The trifecta, the trifecta for for likeness. I like it. Uh, I, I'd call this tag match a Scooby-Doo match, the next tag match we saw. And I'm sorry, it is a little confusing when you're the tag team champions of AEW, but now you're defending your tag titles for AAA. Like, 
they're, they're asking you to really stretch your brain out. I'm sorry. As, as people who don't watch all things AEW except the main show, they're really asking me to stretch my brain. <laughs> um, and this Scooby-Doo of a match. I'm like, was that, um, <laughs> we all knew who it was and Excalibur trying to pretend to be stupid. Don't worry. You are stupid. You don't need to pretend. Please go. Please get fired. Uh, just kind of hoping it would be Brutus the Barber Beefcake under that mask, but you know, we're the booty man, as we know him in WCW. But it was not. And uh even the audience said the whole fake, what? So we all knew. Even CM Punk just kept making jabs about that. So you're saying <laughs> Las Superanas <laughs> wasn't Las Superanas. It was someone else. Um, and I had to write that name down because I'm like, there's no chance we're going to be able to pull that name later on. Uh, but uh, I, I don't have a problem with them defending another company uh, title on there. And the title switches hands, of course, which I think maybe. uh uh, some sort of trade-off that Tony Khan's negotiated later where, where we're going to see some sort of AEW belt change hands in, in AAA or, or New Japan or what, whatnot. Uh, match itself, I thought, was actually pretty exciting. Um, you know, if you want to look past, I felt it was a political stunt with them showing they had to wear their masks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. Unless now, you're coming in from Mexico. You do a mask or a vaccine. So. That's right, yeah. Uh, now I, I, in full honesty, when they first came out, I knew, I knew we were going to discover it was someone under the masks, but I didn't actually figure out it was FTR right away. Um, I, my suspicion, you, did, you was really that, didn't figure out it was FTR right away. No, my suspicion was it was FTR. Who else has those body types? Man? That's the What's thing. The... My suspicion was it was FTR, but I felt like the guys were too skinny. The green is very slimmingly. I cannot believe I'm quitting the podcast. I can't believe you <laughs> legit didn't either messing with me. I refuse to believe you didn't know that was FTR. It took Good me a boy. couple minutes for real. <clears throat> wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm gonna move on before I get too mad about this. Um, oh, you're a grown man. Okay, you were a mayor of a town. Jeez. Okay. Ugh. All right. Let's move on. Never a witness to a crime in which someone is masked. Right, right. They don't have to be masked for you. You'd be like, oh, that's the same guy? What? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. You'd be the one guy. So Brad Pitt went to Alcoholics Anonymous in 2016. You know that? He had a problem with alcohol, so he went to Alcoholics Anonymous. Slight problem. He's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have known he was Brad Pitt. That's my thinking. <laughs> You would have legit been going, oh, you're an actor? Wow, well, that's a tough racket, man. Good luck with that. I think that's what would happen. Do you know um, what? Uh, look, I'll tell you a little side story. I was drinking one night with uh, Mark Ruffalo or Ruffalo. I don't know how he pronounces it. Nice. Uh, he happened to be at a, uh, an event I was at in Wisconsin. He was at the club, and uh, he and I and the owner were hanging out backstage uh, having a drinky, and he kept talking about all these projects he's got in the works and stuff. I had no idea who the guy was. I just thought he was, you know, you run into like some local talent guy and he talks about all the stuff he's got going on. And you just kind of roll your eyes and pretend you care. Uh, yeah. He said, oh, I'm going to be in this movie coming up and stuff. I'm like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you did do it. Okay. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Which is not surprising to you whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. Oh, good luck with that acting. Not going to make it. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're, wow. That, we, we, we're at, it was a good rabbit hole, but we did go down a rabbit hole on that. Um, we do have a backstage segment, and I'm getting flinchy. I'm waiting on someone to get interrupted with uh, Dante back there. I was waiting on that Hardy or, I don't know, uh, Tony Danza, somebody to interrupt, but uh, <laughs> they didn't. That's okay. Uh, threw me off, though. I was waiting for an interruption. Um, MJF was being smart, interviewing in a place where no one could be interrupted. In a tight room, you can't interfere when only two guys can fit in the room. So that was that was yeah. good on MJF. <laughs> um, and Wheeler, you t- he can't even get his own theme music. That which, hey, nothing against the Pixies, but nothing about the Pixies music. They were an indie rock band. Nothing about them says wrestling music, but that's who they use for Orange Cassidy. Don't get it. But Wheeler can't even get his own music. And then Wheeler has a squash match with Moxley because Moxley was back there going well. I think he's Japanese. Put him out there. I'm going to beat him in five seconds. So this is the tour of Moxley hates uh, Japanese people. It's still going. And he <laughs> took his, his victim was Yuta. And why can't Bobby Fish or someone else new have a squash match like this? Why did that have to be Moxley? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can't give a whole lot of analysis on the match. Um, my only thing, I was like, wow, this are they going to make Moxley Goldberg? He just comes in and crushes people in five seconds. <laughs> As long as they're uh, Japanese, yeah. Now, Wheeler, Utah, I was a little confused. Uh, I was like, man, Wheeler, Utah. Was he in the NWA with the Green Mist, the great Utah? Oh, man. I'm quitting the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm out. The great Utah. The great Utah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> You know, Bobby Fish is back there like, really? He gets a squash match? Are you kidding me? I'm like, it was a big deal that I came here and I'm losing two weeks back to back. There was no way he was going to win tonight against Brian. So I bet Bobby Fish was ticked. If I was Bobby Fish, maybe I'm not a wrestler, but outside looking in, I'd be ticked. And uh, on eruption wrestling is back. And I liked, because uh, there was another segment, got interrupted. And CM Punk is cracking the jokes. He is making a point to go, it is not safe back there. You're safer in the stands. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, thank you, Punk. He is the voice of reason on this. And I'm hoping at the end of this horribly produced show tonight, Punk and JR both ripped into everybody. I don't know that for sure, but I, I just want to believe Punk just laid into everybody as long with JR, the production staff going, what are we doing? But I liked Punk's take on that. I like he kept making these jabs about like, yeah, this is stupid. Uh, yes. And <laughs> speaking of, I I don't mean to. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of, this is stupid. And uh, and Jr. having an issue. As we move into this next match, you'll notice Jr. is uh, like maybe the maybe the ref should start counting at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, not with the young bucks. They there's a young bucks rule. Um, to use that one ref who doesn't know how to count. <laughs> There's some crack addict who looks like he's raising his arms, but he's just trying not to fall over. That's what it, that's what it is. So that's who they get for the referee, a guy who doesn't know how to count. And there was some tagging in this. They just need to call it a trios, not a trios tag. Um, because hardly any tagging happens. 
plus plus side to all of this, Adam Cole, he's got the coolest jacket in the biz. I'll die on my grave making that statement. Adam Cole, coolest jacket, man. That that jacket <laughs> is awesome. Uh now as far as the match itself, uh I thought uh, you didn't see it, so I could be wrong here. My notes I wrote lots of fun spots that Lee probably hated. <laughs> I said comedy spots and it wouldn't end. It was all com- it was so many comedy spots. <laughs> I like and the it. cold sp- and the cold spray on Cutler. Isn't his eye pro- isn't that eye protection? He's got a face covering. It's not gonna work on your eye. There's openings in the if you got a face. We all saw that. <laughs> um, and and then, then, does anybody look at Evil Uno? Tell me, please send your hate. Where's your? Where do we send hate mail? If we've... dynamite drop in at outlook.com. Okay, please send your hate mail. Please answer my question. Do you legit watch Evil Uno in a ring and go, man, that guy's a good wrestler. I like watching him wrestle. Can you honestly tell me that? Without going into the history of his indies and Super Smash Bros, can you legit look at that guy who should be wearing sleeves with a sports coat, with a job at Best Buy, not in the ring at AW? He, he is horrible. He is absolutely horrible. Why is he in there? Yeah, um, I don't think he's horrible. I don't think he's super either, but I, I enjoy him. And... Uh... <laughs> This episode should be called Jeremy Says Things That Make Sleek with the Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Working. Uh, Working. Uh, but this match, though, uh, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, but as we mentioned, the tags were unnecessary. It's like a, like a hairnet on a bald guy. Right. Hairnet on a bald guy. Well, this is, that was this whole match for me. Like, all these great wrestlers except Evil Uno. And... Yeah, there's a lot of comedy spots. Just young bucks can't, they have to include everything they do in a match. And what's with the obsession with wrestling with a shoe off? They do that all the time now. Why? It bothers me so much. I couldn't look at anything else after he kicked a shoe off. And of course, he had to do the sock. They had to rip the Socko spot off. Not original. You're just copying Mick Foley. You're using Mr. Socko. That's not your thing. Another reason Evil Uno should just be out working at Best Buy or something. Um, yeah, hate it. Um, I felt like that was sort of a, a Mick Foley tip of the hat sort of thing. I didn't think... I it didn't was a rip-off. No. It was rip-off because he can't do anything else but rip-off or just... No, no. He's, the, he's a stand-in for the gimp from Pulp Fiction is what, what's going on. So um, I'm not surprised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... We have a set. We have in a match couldn't just end. We had to have extra stuff in there, and of course, all that. Of course, you can't just you can't just end it. It wasn't that it was long enough already. We had to add extra crap to it. Then we got a Cody segment, which is it supposed to look like it's. If they had it look like the roads to the top, it would have looked believable. But that was so staged, and I get they're making a movie. But if it was one camera, it'd be believable. But all these guys got to have a zoom in. On, on on the exact time they were giving their insults to Cody. I thought it was interesting. Um, I figured for some reason you wouldn't like it. Um, if it, it was poorly executed, like, hey, we got a good camera. It looks good. But 
yeah, the cameras might look good, but this was horribly produced. Like, because <clears throat> they're not doing the thing I was thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to make Cody this like super baby where he thinks, oh, people should like me. I'm Cody. He's doing the thing from crap. The show I can't think of right now on Amazon superhero show. Don't ask me. I know. We mentioned it. Now my mind's gone. Um, <laughs> but I thought he was going to do that superhero thing where he thinks, oh, people should like me, make that the baby face. But now they're doing the sympathy thing. So that just makes me really not like Cody. And so, yeah, it could have been good. I just, it was, they cared more about the quality of, of the cameras and like the edit than the believability. Like, it was supposed to look real and natural. That wasn't real and natural. Uh, okay. So that I can agree with. It, to me, it felt like uh, the talent around the ring was basically in, in storyline instructed to say things to him or do things to him. It didn't, it felt sort of choppy. Like, uh, yeah, we're not going to feel sorry for Cody Rhodes. You're, the star of it, you're, you're one of the VPs, executive VPs, founders of AEW. You're married to Brandy Rhodes. You have your own show after AEW. You look like a million bucks. We're not going to feel sorry for you. Like, not going to happen. Sorry. Um, but CM Punk even was roasting it. He, did you hear him after that <laughs> segment ended? He's like, what the heck was that? <laughs> He's like, can you explain what the heck we just saw? Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was trying to piece now together what you said. You cut out. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's okay. Cody, I mean, I just like CM Punk just going, can you explain what the heck we just we just saw? And we cannot. <laughs> yeah, we could not. Yeah, exactly. Um, MJF, I wish he would have a squash match. That would be cool to see. Um, I thought the whole thing put together was stupid. I just it could have been good, but it was dumb. I'm out I'm out of words except this was stupid. <laughs> I know we got MGF cuts a promo and then you got uh Britt and Anna Jay. Uh so plenty plenty to watch there for a little bit. And that Anna Jay gets she's the newest member of uh all interruption wrestling. That gets interrupted. And CM Punk makes a comment about that too. He, that's when he says it's safer in the seats. Like <laughs> he's he's like he's tell like he's telling you on camera, like guys. They need to. They need to fix this. Um, then we have a women's match. I <clears throat> two seconds in, I fast forwarded because I'm like, all right, they're they don't know how to do their moves. Two seconds in, they got lost. I don't know. They got they got so lost, and I'm like, why do you put people that weren't ready to be on national TV on national TV? You know, for a while, it's felt like they're trying to build Penelope Ford into, uh, you know, one of their premier contender uh, ladies. Um, the match, uh, I'm with you, it was, it was choppy. Um, though I will say the superplex was uh, super. And there you go. Positive note. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Though uh, uh, I think the crowd would agree with you also. The crowd kind of was hot all night, but they, they really faded for this one. The, the crowd... Kind of like uh, they viewed this like girls in high school. Hold on, hold me. on. Oh, okay. I was about. To, I was gonna play bingo really quick. I was gonna go high school family reunion or honeymoon. Oh, there you go. Uh, the crowd viewed this like uh, girls in high school viewed me. 
Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There you go. It's like a spin in the wheel thing at Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> so, and, and Miro, I guess, is doing Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now. I guess that's the, which I know, don't worry, I know you haven't seen it. The um, horror. Oh, hey, sweet. Wait, you've seen that movie? College film class, baby. Because <laughs> you had to. Okay. <laughs> the horror. The horror. Yeah, that's what he's doing now. He's 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 going that route. And, you know, t- TV title, why defend on TV, Sammy? Why bother? Instead, cut your promo that nine other guys on your squad cut. That was, it was like, it was open mic night up there. When all, ten, when 20 guys, it's almost all, all 20 guys felt like they all got to say something on the mic in that segment. Anyway. <laughs> Why, why were they – did you see the caption for Hangman when they've had his name? It was a frequent question Dodger. Why, why are you trying to bury a guy with jokes? We, we were excited to see Hangman back. Why are, you, why are you putting that label on him, AEW? Interesting. I missed that. So, what? <laughs> frequent like, why are you putting, question Dodger. Yeah, why are they putting that label on him? And then I'm pretty sure Hangman hit his the FCC limit for how many times you can cuss on TV. Well, so I'm going to tell you, as far as the frequent question dodger, which I missed, um, okay, if that was just a joke, that is stupid. Uh, if now they're playing around. AW doesn't do anything stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, if they're just. If there's a story to this and someone, one of the nemesis, like a Don Callis type, has maybe, we find out later, had something to do with it, then I can get behind it. But if they're just and that's something, it, And that's something AEW would do. Like, three week, six months from now, when Don Callis starts kicking Hangman Page, Excalibur is going to be like, whoa, that was, Don Callis was the in the editing bay hitting question dodger. He's the only going to be, he's going to be the only one that can, track that so <laughs> uh, watch now as far as the promo itself dude i thought it was phenomenal i thought this was a, a grand slam red Sox style three in the series already um dude <laughs> it was super it even caught my wife's attention i like to compare things to how she reacts because she doesn't actually watch she's just kind of in the room when it's on and it even right. caught her attention and pulled her in and even gave me some chills at moments so uh i i loved it Nice. You cut out, so it sounded like you cussed as well. So we're going to let the audience think that. Um, <laughs> Largely, I said it was awesome. There we go. There we go. He cuts good promos, and uh, he has a lot, of, a lot of language. A lot of language. I'm surprised that's all, that much is allowed on TNT, I'll be honest. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now the main event. I feel bad for Bobby Fish because he's a great wrestler. This was a great match, but... You're spotlighting him, but now he's lost like back to back and he just got here. Uh what the crap what the crap, man. Yeah, it's hard for me to uh critique him because I've not really watched NXT in a in a bit of time. So I'm not really familiar <sighs> with Bobby Fish. Um though I thought this match was was pretty solid. Uh what's interesting, you've got uh the dragon versus the fish. So essentially <laughs> Satan versus Jesus. <clears throat> And uh, Daniel Bryan, it's a lot of, it's a lot of amphibious activity yeah, going on, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Brian Danielson uh, crucified him, 
<laughs> you wrote that one ahead of the time ahead of the show, didn't you? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, off the cuff. All right, Robin Williamson. All right, man. Yeah, uh, if it's, if it was Rob. off the cuff, I would have said something about uh, high school or uh, small town. <laughs> Family reunion or honeymoon. Like, this reminds me of a fight down at the small town bar. Uh, it's my family <laughs> reunion after my honeymoon. So, <laughs> and but yeah, I, I this the the show in itself. We'll go ahead and wrap up here because this that was the that was the, that was the last match. Um, not a fan of this episode. This episode for me was a sandwich with uh, ciabatta bread. But off-brand Oscar Mayer meat in the middle. <laughs> like, the bread was great, but everything in between, I could, I could throw right out. Um, so here's our, here's our order. We always do MV, match of the night, MVP. We rank the show. I'm going to – my match of the night will be – you know what? The first match, the opening match. I liked, I liked Black. I I liked uh, I liked Martin. I liked the way it ended. Uh, this one's a close second. This was great as well. But my match of the night will be Black versus Martin. All right, um, boy, I am torn. Uh, I almost want to go with Bucks and Cole versus uh, Evo Luno and the gang. Um, but I'm going to go with Las Superanas versus Lucha Bros. <laughs> there you go. The Scooby-Doo match. What? (laughs) The mask comes off. What? It was Mr. Jenkins. (laughs) Yeah. I remember an old Damon Wayans joke where they'd be like, it was old man Jenkins. He's like, yeah, he's the only other guy on the show besides you all. (laughs) Yeah. How do you see that coming? That would be an awesome reveal if it was some guy you didn't know. And you're like, okay, cool. Boy. MVP. Uh, you know, hey, Bobby Fish, AW's disrespecting you by not giving you a win. I'm going to give you a win for whatever it's worth on the podcast. Bobby Fish, you're my MVP, man. Fish on. Fish on. Uh, I'm going with uh, Hangman for delivering a superb promo who brought me chills. Absolutely. It's a good thing we don't do the square jar anymore because I don't oh, have that many quarters. So about the square jar. I know. I know. I'm trying to. Um, man, and you already know where I'm going to go on the ranking of the show. I'm going to give it a two. Well, Whoa. here's the thing. Let me back up. We always rank the show from one to ten, and we always equate it to a wrestler's body type because we're shallow. But I'm giving it a two, and those two two numbers are from the first match and the last match. Um, <laughs> they went back to the roots of interrupting every segment. They let promos go on forever and it's like everybody had to talk there was 10 people in the ring all 10 had to get something in um the uh, offstage segment with cody and arn was so produced there's no way we're going to believe that is even close to being believable if they filmed it like roads to the top where you had multiple cameras getting everybody's reaction maybe but it was so staged and then just the the logic of some of these matches were just off the rails, young bucks doing young buck stuff and the shoe coming off. And I don't know what the obsession is with the shoe coming off in the middle of the match. The only excitement was you telling me Mark Ruffalo and you had drinks and you didn't know he was Mark Ruffalo. And that's not even connected to AEW. 
so two oh, two so then, that's funny so who's your body type like a new Nesfin, you're gonna rank it at two man mark ruffalo mark ruffalo is the wrestler body he's the hulk though pre-hulk pre-hulk okay. Mark when Ruffalo. he was in 13, when he, when he was in 13, going on 30. So <laughs> that's probably about when I was hanging out with him. I was like, what a D bag this guy is. He thinks he's so famous or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show him on my podcast. <laughs> um, and you can email us uh, your hate mail dynamite drop in at outlook.com. So uh, Lee, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this. It's kind of interesting that you say, uh that the first and last match were the best i didn't even have them in my top two um i thought everything about this show was super uh with the exception of the ladies match uh i'm gonna go a solid seven and just because bobby fish bobby fish hey he needs more love man aw let the dude win a match he's awesome Quit having him job out to Brian Danielson. And you know what? The guy's in the locker room. He's probably he's probably like an Arn Anderson where he's like, I don't care about wins and losses. I just want to do my job. Maybe that's Bobby Fish. I don't know. But I love Bobby Fish. I want him to get more love. But that's uh, our rankings, guys. We wh- don't Lee, what's up? When you said uh, he's like Arn Anderson, I thought you were saying like he got stabbed multiple times. <laughs> I felt like I got stabbed multiple times watching <laughs> tonight's episode. <laughs> So I feel like I, Sid Vicious just came up behind me, which I know that's not how the real thing happened, but I feel like he came up behind me, power bombed me, then stabbed me seven times. Then Joey, Janela, he, then Joey Janela lit me on fire because that's the only thing he could probably do without messing it up. You know what? In fact, he did mess it up. The fire didn't last. So Joey, you suck at everything. <laughs> and some indie guy cut your uh, pinky off with bolt cutters. Right, in Japan. So... Yeah, because he's Yakuza. So that's uh, Yakuza. Those guys have missing limbs. Do you know that? Uh, yes, did. <laughs> Only, uh, uh, I learned that uh, actually just earlier this week when I was watching uh, maybe a Dark Side of the Ring or something. Mick Foley talking same. about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Dark Foley's Side of the Ring. That was that was great. FMW. That was awesome. Talking about all this Japanese donors and they're all sitting there uh, having drinks and he's seeing half of them are missing part of their pinky. Oh no! And Moxley's going to wage war with uh, all of them. He's uh, <laughs> that's what he's going to do. But guys, we're off the rails. I'm so sorry about that. But that is the show, guys. Please keep listening. Subscribe so you get updated on when new episodes come out and leave us a review. We like reviews. When we get reviews, we get more viewers, guys. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time thanks for listening at any time you can email the show dynamite drop in at outlook.com please remember to like comment review subscribe and share this podcast and always follow lee harden and jeremy nunez that's me on all social media we'll see you next time